Welcome to another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church. God is so good, isn't he? It's great family time and it's great to celebrate. And I really encourage you, if you're doing a family event, why don't you invite someone who maybe doesn't have a place to go? And uh, it's just great to share together. Holy Spirit, just speak to our hearts right now. I thank you that you're here and you're drawing people. I thank you that hope is filling hearts today. I thank you that hope by your Spirit is captivating souls. And I thank you for, Lord, your blessing of your word now touching our lives. We pray that in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Give someone a high five and let's take our seats. Wow. And if I hear too much munching, I know the transformation that got into their gifts. <laughs> uh, God is good. This week I was thinking about a song we used to sing just only a few years ago by Hillsong United, Mighty to Save. Remember that one? Everyone needs compassion. A love that's never failing, let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, a kindness of a saviour, the hope of nations. My saviour, he can move the mountains. My God is mighty to save. He is mighty to save forever. Author of salvation. Just think about that. He was the author of salvation and he is salvation and he still is. He rose and conquered the grave. Jesus conquered the grave. So take me as you find me. All my fears and failures. Fill my life again. I give my life to follow. Everything I believe in, now I surrender. He is mighty to save. I want to focus in as we get close to Christmas and uh, on the fact that he's our saviour, Jesus. And... It's just a really powerful uh, truth that we need to be reminded of in the midst of all the presents and Christmas lights and holidays and so many things happening that he came to be our saviour. Luke 2, 10 and 11, as the angels, angel came and spoke to the shepherds, who you've got to remember were some of the lowliest people of their societal structure. So how amazing that the angel Gabriel be sent from the Father in heaven and he broke the message to the lowly shepherds. And that speaks to me that none of us are too high or too low in our social standing for Jesus to come and be our saviour. And these are the words he said, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. I believe that wasn't just the people that were alive then, but for all the people. Today in the town of David, a saviour has been born to you. Baby, not just a king, not someone who is going to be a great teacher or prophet. A saviour has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So one of the main reasons Jesus came was to be our saviour. And that message is spoken again in Matthew 1.21. She will give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. There it is again. 
The main reason Jesus came was to be our saviour, save people from our sins, so then sin would not be a separation between us and Father God and we can live a life of blessing, freedom, relationship with God in this life and for eternity. So Jesus is the Greek form of the name Joshua. And Joshua means, who knows what Joshua means? The Lord saves. Joshua means the Lord saves. Anyone here called Joshua? Any Joshua's in the house? None today. Joshua means the Lord saves. And names are important. We've all been given one or more names. Some of us love our names. Some of us, maybe there's one or two aspects of our name we don't like. Maybe you've got a nickname you love and maybe you've had nicknames you don't like. But names speak of our identity. When we speak someone's name, it gets their attention. Something happens as a response or reaction. Because a name helps describe who we are, gives our sense of identity. And when someone in our community helps save someone else's life, we honour them, don't we? And we see on the news sometimes, or we hear stories of someone who physically saves someone's life by rescuing them from a burning building. And we see that paramedic or that police person or a neighbour that runs in and saves someone. We, we honour them because they've saved a person's life. Or someone who frees someone from a car accident or a wreck. I remember years ago we lived at Nambour and we had this road went past the front of our house and we lived down a bit of a ridge. And uh, the road, the bitumen was really slippery. So whenever it rained, we'd just hear these tyres squealing, cars would be doing 360s in front of our place and several of them ended up in our front yard. I remember one morning and I think we had probably Stephen was just young and I hear this tyres going and then I hear thump, crash and I run outside. Here's a car that's rolled off the road and it's rolled into our front yard and it's on its side almost about to go on its back and there's a mum and kids in the car leaning against a tree in our front yard. If the tree had them in there it would have hit our house. We were glad to move from that place eventually, but we were even gladder when they came and fixed the road up. It was just a terrible surface that just became icy. So I'm, I run outside and I have to pull up this, I'm trying to work out if anyone was seriously injured, and pull up the door of the car with one hand and try and pull people out of the car because when a car rolls, you don't know if it's got fuel and it's going to catch on fire and whatever happens. So uh, that was a challenging situation. And thankfully, no one was seriously injured, and, uh, and we were able to do them. And then we built a big fence up the front, so at least they <laughs> wouldn't roll into our yard. But we honour someone who maybe donates a kidney to save someone's life, or raises money for a life-saving operation. We have all these GoFundMe pages, and we, we honour people. The surf life-saving movement is a powerful thought, isn't it? Surf life saving. And I just saw uh, on the news last night that it's, it's some um, s- significant event in the life saving movement. Over half a million people have been rescued by surf life savers since it started about 100 years ago. Half a million people had over 500, they've got documented over 500,000 people have been rescued from the surf by our surf life savers over the last 100 years, I think it was. Wow, that's, I couldn't believe it. I thought, did I hear correct? And they repeated it again. It was right. So we honour people that actually help save lives physically, 
But not only is there great value in having a sanctity of life and a value of life, but how awesome that Jesus has come to be our saviour of our sins, our whole life, giving us restoring hope to our lives. And we, we uh, honour God for sending Jesus and then we can share that good news with others. Parents, grandparents, you can raise your children to know Jesus as their saviour. What a privilege that is to be able to impart to our kids and our grandkids the, the knowledge that Jesus can be their saviour. We know everyone has to make that choice and thank God most of us here have. But Christmas time when we meet with family and friends, some of them aren't following Jesus. And it's a great opportunity as we sing the carols to ask God for, to pray that each one would experience Jesus as their Saviour and Lord. How lost you are. That's true, isn't it? That's what the Bible talks about, sin, and we, we experience brokenness and pain. And if you've ever been lost as a child, I remember one of our kids regularly was very adventurous, Stephen, our oldest one, and... Uh, we lost him several times in shopping centres and we were both diligent. We were looking everywhere and you'd turn for five seconds and he'd be gone. I remember one time it took us ages to find him in this huge big shopping and they're doing announcements over the, the shopping and we, we walked up and down searching the aisles and we couldn't see him until eventually we walked through the toy section. He'd crawled in amongst all the trucks in the, in the, in the shelves so you couldn't even see him. That's where he was playing. He was happy as. <laughs> we're all running all over the place. He's in there in the middle of all the trucks, not in the aisles. We couldn't find him. But he was glad to see us when we finally found him, especially if you get hungry. So you only really appreciate a saviour when you realise how lost you are. And that's, the, that's what... The Word of God speaks to us that we are all sinners and we're saved by grace. And, and that's why I love Amazing Grace. And one of the entertainers last night sang it again. Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. We realise that no matter what our social standing, if we don't know Jesus as Saviour, we are lost. Once was lost. It says, I once was lost but now I'm found was blind but now I see how powerful is that and I want to remind us that Jesus came to be our savior Luke 1 46 Mary the young virgin the angel had come and said you're gonna be the mother of Jesus the son of God and she's trying to get her head around it and that would have been just really you, you put yourself in Mary's shoes. That is just hard to comprehend how you'd respond. But listen to how she responded. She sang a song. And Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord and my spirit rejoices in God my Saviour. Hold on. He's not even born yet. Mary sings the most amazing prophetic song and she declares, my spirit rejoices in God, my Saviour. And Jesus hasn't even been born yet, not alone died on the cross and paid for her sins. But she prophetically saw that he was coming to be her Saviour and the Saviour of the whole world. How powerful is that? For he has been mindful of the humble state of his servant, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. 
For the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. I just am amazed when I saw that, that she was declaring prophetically and by faith that Jesus was going to be her saviour and yet she was, he was just a baby in her womb growing. How powerful is that? Salvation is a gift. We need to receive it. And I've shared the story before. How crazy would it be to get some Christmas presents at Christmas and then six months later you haven't opened any of them? And yet Jesus is the greatest gift and many people have never opened that gift. And many of us were slow or didn't know the power of it. But thank God when the light turns on and we realize that he's come to be our saviour. Titus 3 verse 4 says, But when the goodness and kindness of God our saviour and his love for mankind appeared in human form as the man, Jesus Christ, he saved us not because of any works of righteousness that we have done, but because of his own compassion and mercy by cleansing of the new birth, the spiritual transformation, the regeneration, (coughs) and renewing by the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out richly upon us through Jesus Christ, our Saviour, so that we would be justified, made free from the guilt of sin. Hallelujah. By his compassionate, underserved grace, that we would be acknowledged as acceptable in him and made heirs of eternal life, actually experiencing it according to our hope, his guarantee. Thank you, thank you, Jesus. So he's our saviour. So we sing the carols this Christmas time. Just thank God that he's your saviour and mine. Salvation is found in no other person, in no other name. Acts 4.12, when Peter and John prayed for the man who got crippled and he jumped up and then turned the whole church service upside down and and they got all upset because he didn't follow the protocols and he's now so excited and then some of the religious leaders call in Peter and John says what are you doing you're upsetting all our thing forgetting the guy's now been totally healed this is what Peter said there is no self there's salvation in no one else for there is no other name under heaven that has been given among people by which we must be saved for God has provided the world no alternative for salvation Wow, wow, wow. And we have lots of people trying to save the planet. Lots of people trying to save the planet from being polluted or climate change or whatever else. They don't call it global warming anymore because it's not actually warming, so they've changed it. So we have a lot of people trying to save the planet. It's good. God said to be good stewards and look after it. So Christians should be the best greenies in the right sense. Not to be destructive. We should be but not to try and save the planet when we don't have Jesus or God in the picture because then you are trying to save something that God says is going to wear out and fade away. But Jesus has come to be our saviour of our souls. And what a joy it is to worship him and to celebrate that at this Christmas time. I love this in Isaiah 61.10. It says, I will sing for joy in God. I'll explode in praise from deep in my soul. That sounds like Bayside Christian Church when we start to sing. <clears throat> he dressed me up in a suit of salvation. He outfitted me in a robe of righteousness as a bridegroom who puts on a tuxedo and a bride a jeweled tiara. For as the earth bursts with spring wildflowers and as a garden cascades with blossoms, so the master 
God brings righteousness into full bloom and puts praise on display before the nations. Wow, how beautiful is that from the message version. It says, we, he dresses us in the suit of salvation. Let's never ever minimize the power of being saved. That's why I love celebrating every time someone gives their life to Jesus at the altar here or I hear a parent leading their five-year-old kid to Jesus at home. I just rejo- My spirit rejoices every time because let's never ever minimize the power and the event and the process of salvation. It is just so awe-inspiring and so life-transforming. Secondly, salvation is a gift, so let's share it. Let's share it. John 4.42 gave her living water. She got so excited, went and shared with the people. This is what they said from her own village. They told the woman, we no longer believe just because of what you said, for now we have heard him for ourselves and know with confident assurance that this one is truly the saviour of the world. So before most of the Jewish religious people discovered that Jesus was a saviour, he revealed himself to a Samaritan woman and she encountered Jesus, went back to a village, told them, many of them believed and then they all came out and met Jesus and he stayed for another couple of days with them, and most of the, the whole town became followers of Jesus as their saviour. So a transformed life is the greatest testimony that Jesus is still alive and he still saves. So don't be ashamed to share your story. Some of our relatives and friends, they don't want to hear a whole pile of Bible verses, but they can't ignore your transformed life story, that God still answers prayer. And so don't be afraid to share stories because that is the hook that gets people thinking about the power. Romans 1.16 says, I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it's the power of God for salvation from his wrath and punishment to everyone who believes in Christ as Saviour, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. So let's share this good news. Let's keep sharing it every way we can. That's what Kate was sharing corporately. We do it at a carols by candlelight. Sometimes we, we corporately share the message by what we do together or as a family. And then we do it individually by our lives, our standards, our choices, the things we do and say and the things we don't do and don't say declare that Jesus is Lord. And let's just keep living that out. 1 John 4.14 says, And we have seen and testified the Father has sent his Son to be the Saviour of the world. Thirdly, what did he save us from? He saved us from our sin. The pen- he saved us from the penalty of sin, the curse of the law, the old covenant of animal sacrifices, Thank you, Jesus. The works of the flesh and saved us to a new life in Christ, a new freedom and a new relationship with Father God. So he saved us from and he saved us to. It's important to remember what he saved us from, but we don't dwell there. We now, he saved us to a life of freedom, of purpose, of hope, of something bigger than ourselves, to a life of worship, to belonging to the family of God. He saved us to. Make sure you don't spend a whole lot of time dwelling on what he saved you from, but focus on what he saved you to. Otherwise, if you go down to the signpost down the road here and you think, where's it pointing? And then instead of going to where you want to go, because that's where the destination you go, you head back down the road to see where you've come from. 
That's a waste of time because you, you, sooner or later you're going to have to turn around and come back. So let's dwell on what he saved us to. A family that can live under the blessing of God. A place where his creativity can be released that's been locked up by guilt and shame and fear. A place of purpose. Something that's bigger than yourself. A blessed life so that you can help others in need. God has saved you from so that you can be saved to live a life, a larger life. A life of favour and blessing and increase and overflow. So this Christmas time, don't just dwell. Let's thank God what he saved us from and it's good to be reminded every now and then. But let's look forward to what he saved us to. A life of healing others, setting captives free, being anointed of the Spirit of God, to know His presence and power. How beautiful is that? Oh God, you've saved us too. John 14, 6 says, Jesus said to him, I am the way, the only way to God and the real truth and the real life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And lastly, what do you believe in Jesus as Saviour? Titus 2, 11 says, for the remarkable, undeserved grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men. It teaches us to reject ungodliness and worldly, immoral desires and to live sensible, upright and godly lives. Lives with a purpose that reflect spiritual maturity in this present age awaiting and confidently expecting the fulfillment of our blessed hope and the glorious appearing of our great God and Saviour, Jesus Christ, who willingly gave himself to be crucified to be our, on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. So because we're saved... What do we do as a believer now? We keep growing in our faith. We, we mature. We learn to say no to unrighteousness and yes to righteousness. Thank God you've got courage to resist temptation. Temptation keeps coming, knocking on the door. You think you've overcome an area of weakness or temptation. Every now and then, given the right set, set of pressure and circumstances or a certain date or time of the year, comes knocking again. You think, hold on, I thought I was over that. And you are, but the enemy will come and lie or he will come and tempt you to go back to that place of discouragement or depression or grief or loss or hopelessness over your life. But in Jesus, we are saved from so that we can go to and live in his freedom. So when the enemy comes knocking on the door as a believer, don't stay there. Don't go back, but say, God, with you, I can grow and be an overcomer in Jesus Christ. To be a saviour, saved from our sins, saved from our old lifestyle, saved from the limitations of with living a life without Jesus in our hearts. Thank God that we can be overcomers. We can live in freedom. Whether you're young or an older person, you don't have to stay where you are. We can keep on growing. Keep on moving forward. Your life can continue to expand and be fruitful. That's our passion. That's what God's called us to be a part of. What else do we do? 1 Timothy 4.10 says, That is why we labour and strive, because we have put our hope in the living God, who is the Saviour of all people, and especially of those who believe. So because we're believers and we're saved, we labor and strive, we study, we work, we learn, we reach out beyond our 
own limitations. We reach out beyond our own fears. We reach out beyond our own excuses and the barriers that would hold us back. We strive and labor and say, God, I'm going to keep growing in you. Lord, I'm going to face this limitation. I'm going to overcome this hurdle. I am not going to stay here. I am going to get up and keep moving forward. That's what the Savior is calling us. What did Jesus do? He walked past the disciples. The fishermen said, follow me. They had no idea what that was going to look like. And there might have been days of thinking, whoa, what have we got ourselves in for? But there are other days saying, whoa, this is the most amazing life. Walking on water, miracles of feeding the thousands, amazing stories. Wow, what a large life we now have compared with what we used to have. Don't ever think following Jesus means you lose everything. He just adjusts priorities and you gain so much more than anything you have to let go of. And Jesus has called us. 2 Peter 3.18 says, But grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now and forever. Amen. Amen. So keep growing. The end of this year, we sort of take a bit of downtime and oh, we can catch our breath and we're not studying and working and serving as hard. And that's, you get refreshed. But by about the second week of January, some of us start to get bored and thinking, what are we going to do this year? Some of you look at me and say, no, I never feel that way. Well, some of us do. <laughs> After a week or two's holiday, I start to get bored thinking, what am I going to do? What are we going to do this year? A day, Mary, Marilyn says only a day or two, but it's more than that. It's probably three or four days. <laughs> I'm not good on extended holidays because I, God starts to stir me. I start reading books and then I'm ready, ready to go. But I do enjoy rest. But God has called us as we move into another year soon. He's called you not to settle and not to stay where you are. For some of us, 2017 has been an amazing year. For some of us, it's a year we can't wait to get over because there's been so many challenges. Marilyn's had two operations. She had another one this week, but God's blessed her and she's coming through. And we've had so many challenges this year in all sorts of ways, but so many blessings. We've had lots of amazing team members and staff members move on to all sorts of things. Lots of changes have happened in our world. And sometimes you think, oh, how are we going to keep up? How are we going to adjust? But then you step back and think, God, you've saved us for a a large, fulfilling life. Lord, you've called this church and our lives to... Lord, as Kate was saying, why can't we be impacting 10,000 people a week? You know, we settle for so much less. And years ago, God spoke to me. I was listening to G Jensen Franklin. Some of you have read Jensen Franklin's books and heard him speak. He was preaching. And I remember one day, as he was preaching, God was stirring my heart with a spirit of faith. And he lives in a city of 60,000 people and he has 6,000 in his church alone. And I said, Harvey Bay's about 60,000. Why do we settle for 500 or 1,000? And I remember years ago, God spoke to me and says, don't settle for whatever you're connecting with right now because you can have 10% or more of the population in our church plus all the other churches flourishing as well. Why do we settle for less? We just get conditioned where we are. But the Spirit of God is trying to reach out for everyone to be the Saviour of all mankind. That's why Jesus came. He will save His people from their sins. All of humanity is offering that gift of life. And I believe we're going to see more and more come into the kingdom, but it's going to come through you and I as we share our story.
as we don't give up and settle where we are, as we keep growing and striving, as we one by one, one family at a time, one person at a time, we share the good and we remember that Jesus has come to be the Saviour of the world. Let's stand in His presence. Stay tuned for another exciting podcast brought to you by Bayside Christian Church.